live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore, and here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg on an absolutely dreadful day. It is 42 degrees and pouring down rain here well into the first uh, month of spring. And I tell you what, it's going to be a great day to stay inside. I think Easter on Sunday looks like it's going to be bright and pretty and uh, as uh, Easter should be. I always, in my many years of celebrating Easter, I can remember it. Usually being a bright, sunny day with people colorfully dressed with new clothes and the such. But, uh, boy, not today. I'm telling you what. It is miserable out there, and I can't wait to get home and do uh, pretty much nothing. So, uh, you know, usually Saturday's a good day for yard work. But I think uh, next week sometime will be uh, the yard work making up for all the mess that's happening today because it's just pouring and miserable and a good day to uh, catch up on the inside work at home or paperwork or whatever you need to do. But welcome to Start Your Engines for the second time in the history of the show. I'm alone. I'm looking out here at no smiling faces looking back at me. Uh, Greg is under the weather. Hopefully we can get Greg back pretty soon. He's missed a couple of weeks now. And uh, Ronnie, I, I just told Ronnie was so, I thought, I guess brave's not the right word, but he came out last week to the Hog Fest, uh, you know, downtown on Morgan Square, when it was uh, thundering and lightning and uh, pouring down rain. It wasn't cold, or as cold as today, but um, Ronnie came out, and of course, you know, Ronnie has to get his little buggy off the back of the pickup truck and do a lot of little things that uh, we don't have to do, most of us anyway. And it's a real pain in the butt. So I told Ronnie last night, I said, you, you know, just you, you were magnificent last week, above and beyond the call of duty to come out in that mess and uh, and help me do the show down at the Hogfest. But I told him, you know, just don't mess with it if you don't want to. I mean, I'll be glad to have you. Of course I'll be glad to have you. Ronnie's been a co-host since the start and always will be as long as we do this show, I hope. But uh, I said, you know, just stay home. It's too big of a pain in the butt for you to have to get out and do all the things you have to do just to make it here. And uh, so he took me up on it, and that's fine. I have no problem with that, especially since it was my suggestion. So, uh, But we've got some racing to talk about, and uh, Ronnie will look for you next week, I hope. And Greg, you too. Uh, I don't know how long I can uh, keep getting guests. <laughs> it's my uh, job when, uh, when Greg is so under the weather that he, he really can't he really can't handle that duty, and last week uh, he did a great job to get Bobby Allison for us, and we appreciate it. Bobby was a good guest, as always, with some wonderful stories. And So this week uh, we have, I had to dig into my vast uh, collection of racing celebrities, and there's not that many, <laughs> you know, that 
that I have a one-on-one basis with. I've met everybody, and I, I know some people, but I couldn't sustain a 40-something-week show every week uh, with, the, with the few people that I know. But for the temporary uh, spot here and there, I can, I can handle it. So I was kind enough to uh, get Jeremy Clements to arrange to have his father on with us today, Tony Clements, and he's going to be our Legends guest at 11 o'clock. Tony, of course, is the engine builder, the head engine builder for Clements Racing Engines and builds the engines for uh, Jeremy's Xfinity cars, of course. And he is Jeremy's father, and he's Jeremy's... Um, uh, Jeremy has such a rich racing history with his grandfather, Tony's father, being Crawford Clements, who came down uh, years and years ago from Kentucky, I believe it was, with his brother Lewis and established a foothold here in Spartanburg that's still thriving and growing, and the Clements name is as famous as any we have in Spartanburg, and I tell you what, we've got a bunch of them. So um, with Greg Moore and Cotton Owens and the Pearsons, there's so many more, and I don't want to leave anybody out, but Clements is still going strong, and we pull for Jeremy every week, and I guess we might as well get it out of the way now, as good a time as any. Jeremy finally had that one lousy race that we've been dreading all year, and I always try to find a silver lining in these dark clouds when Jeremy occasionally has one, and the silver lining is he still hasn't hit anything. You know, he's brought home a car in one piece every week, but... At Richmond last week, he was having a really good run. I'm going to say really good run, but a good enough run to where he would have probably moved up in points and, and certainly not lost too many. But then with uh, not too many laps to go, he I, I think it was 31. It showed him uh, rolling across the uh, bottom of the track through the first and second turns, and it appeared, I couldn't tell, but it appeared the car was a uh, dead stick. In other words, it was no power and jeremy was coasting and the uh the announcers were concerned whether or not he would bring out a caution flag which was you know late in the race which was would have really jumbled things up and or would he coast all the way into the pits well both are true he did coast into the pits but that's where he stopped before he made it to his exact pit stall so they did have to throw a caution flag and it turned out that um I heard in one one uh, place it was its battery, and I, and Jeremy, I asked him if it was the battery. I usually text him sometime after the race, and he said that well, it was uh, uh, it could have been the alternator. So I don't know if they ever pinned it down or not. And uh, according to the final rundown, it's got him running at the finish. Of course, he was seven laps behind, so I guess he got back out there, and uh, the announcers um, neglected to. I didn't hear it anyway. If they said he got back, I didn't know it. But he was um, seven laps behind in 36th place. And the car had a large uh, Fox Sports Spartanburg presence on it, on the hood. Uh, was entirely a Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. And Spartanburg uh, was, I don't know if it was the primary sponsor, but Spartan Waste was on the quarter panel. So it was it was prominently displayed, and I know that was, uh, going to be, and unfortunately, it did get some air time, but it was while the car was stopped or, or rolling to a stop. 
But Jeremy, uh, Jeremy took a pretty big hit. He fell back to, uh, well, actually, he was up 18th, so he fell back one spot to 19th in the standings, and I, I can't remember what it was now. He was 30-something, maybe 40-something points out of the cutoff, which is the 12th-place car, uh, 12th-place driver, since they take the top 12 to go to the playoffs after, um, you know, after the regular season is over. And Jeremy, that's ballooned up to 73 points out of 12th place. So it was a hole we didn't want him to fall into. As I said, the good news is he didn't hit anything. The bad news is he uh, just needs to recover and have a good race uh, next time out. Well, that will be at Martinsville next week because they're off this week with uh, the dirt track at Bristol. And, you know, I really wish they'd let the Xfinity cars race at Bristol because uh, Jeremy's an excellent dirt track driver. It's where he cut his teeth, and I'd like to see him out there on the uh, half mile at Bristol on the high banks on the dirt, but it's not going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen in the future. When they go to Bristol on the dirt, it's just the trucks, and that will be today, supposedly, and tomorrow uh, evening, which I think they're going to be okay there. Uh, Looking at the radar, I mean, the whole, most of the West, most of the East Coast is socked in. I think they're playing at Augusta. I heard Matt say in the show before, I don't don't know if they're going to be able to finish that or not. But Bristol um, is is tonight, and I, you know, maybe it'll move through by then. It's a dirt track, and they have to water it anyway. So it's getting plenty of water, I can say that for it. But, um. Looking at the Xfinity results from last week, we'll just go ahead and do Xfinity now, and then when we get Tony on at 11 o'clock, we will talk more about it with him. Um, we talked the Xfinity results. Chandler Smith picked up his first win driving for Colleg Motorsports, and, of course, if you drive for Colleg, chances are you're going to win sooner or later. John Nemechek was second. John Henry Nemechek. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek. I, I did it again. Not Henry. It's Hunter. Was second, Josh Berry third, Kaz Grala fourth, Cole Custer fifth, Sheldon Creed was sixth, Ryan Siege was seventh, pit road reporter Parker Klingerman was eighth, Austin Hill, who's already won two or three times this year, was ninth, and tenth was Derek Krause, a rookie. And, of course, you look all the way down, way down there to 36th, and uh, he wasn't last, he wasn't next to last, but he was third from last, and that's Jeremy Clements. And we just hope Jeremy can bounce back real soon at Martinsville I told him um, uh, you know take take a good week off and get rested up and should give the team plenty of time to regroup I hope uh, since they're not repairing any battle damage which is always good we'll talk to Tony about that coming up soon but uh, at, at 11 o'clock but we're always pulling for Tony and uh, and Jeremy and the Clements team and we always will. Uh, looking at our next guest, which will be at 1120, we're going to have Ernie Smith. Now, Ernie is with the Southeast Gassers, and they're the, um, I don't know if this is the proper road, it's the, uh, the proper uh, wording, but it's antique or, or a pre-1966, I think is what it is, drag racing. And they race all over the Southeast, and they have some big, goings on this weekend and uh ernie called me up last week and wants to talk about it and i said ernie you've got it 10 or 20 minutes anytime you want it so ernie is going to come on at uh, approximately 11:20 when we get finished with tony clements 
and tell us what they've got going. I think they have an, a, a big event today. And the big event, uh, I can't remember exactly what he told me. It's either in Calpins or Gaffney. He'll tell us all about it. But wherever it is, I hope it's indoors because if it's, if it's anywhere in the upstate, and I know it is, it's, it's going to be wet out there. Now, they are racing at Shadyside, which is in Shelby, North Carolina, that Greg and I have always sworn we were going to go to, and maybe we still will someday, but this definitely was not the weekend for it. Uh, they will, I guess their main event be tomorrow. I don't have to guess because we're going to talk to Ernie at 1120 and find out exactly what's what with that. Ernie does a great job, and he's got a little uh, Fox Sports Spartanburg uh, decal on his car there, and he's always supported us, and we've always supported him. And we uh, look forward to having Ernie on to tell us about what they got going on. They, they run those things all over the country, and or all over the southeast anyway. But it's more than just the southeast. I think they branch up into Ohio and maybe Indiana and, and further up the east coast. And they, uh, I've looked at it online, and they put on a great show. And if you want to see some nostalgic uh, drag racers, that's the place to go. He has a, I'm not sure of the year, a 62 maybe? Chevy 2, and it's a hot-looking car. I know they brought it up to uh, Impex Motors one time when I had some other duty in Columbia with my daughter Hannah last year. But it's a good-looking car. There's plenty about it online and plenty about Ernie online, and we look forward to having him on at 11.20. So we have, uh, of course, Deb Williams is going to come up on the other, other side of the break here. Deb, uh, I think, was planning on being at Bristol, but I don't know if she's there yet. Like I said, the truck races tonight, and you can get to Bristol fairly quickly from the upstate of South Carolina or from the Charlotte area where she is, and maybe she wasn't even planning on leaving until later this afternoon. But I don't you know, know exactly what the weather is in Bristol. I can check the radar real quick while we're, while we're uh, talking, but I'm pretty sure that it's going to be uh, – uh, I know it's going to be iffy. I'm looking at the radar, and it looks it looks pretty bad. I don't know if they're going to be able to run. I guess it could possibly blow through, but uh, I, I think they'll be fine for Easter. They may end up running both of these races on Easter just to keep a bunch of people from showing up. In fact, as far as I know, and I'm sure Deb can tell us, that race may already have been called. So let's do this, uh, or postpone, not called off. They wouldn't do that. They'll run it as soon as they can. But let's take our first break and come back and talk to Deb and see what's going on at Bristol and around the other uh, places in uh, NASCAR and motorsports in general. You know, she's big into drag racing, too, so uh, we might let her uh, expound on that a little bit. But on a rainy Easter Eve on in Spartanburg, where uh, I tell you, it's uh, not very uh, colorful and sunny outside right now, but I'm sure it will be tomorrow. But you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start your engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. 
Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers with four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. The Atlanta Braves are back, and this 2023 team is ready for another epic season. 1-1 pitch, there's a deep drive to left center field. This thing is clear for takeoff. Back-to-back home runs, Ozuna and Riley. Listen to Atlanta Braves baseball all season long right here on Fox Sports Farnberg, 98.3 FM. The Braves are looking for their sixth consecutive NL Eastern Division crown, and you can hear that chase right here on your home for the Atlanta Braves. Fox Sports Farnberg, 98.3 FM. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. While the weather is bad, get your gear ready now. Spartan Photo Center has the necessary tools to clean your cameras and lenses. They do mirrorless and DSLR sensor cleanings, and don't forget about your tripods. Spartan Photo Center stocks the quick releases to mount your camera to the tripod, as well as Manfrotto and Bogan tripod parts to fix the one you have. Or you can get a new Sure or Manfrotto tripod now before the weather turns nice and you need it. Don't forget Spartan Photo has camera bags, backpacks, and waterproof cases. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, Spartanburg, or SpartanPhotoCenter.com. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide-format printing, full-color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Deb Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to Deb. Good morning, Deb. I don't think you're trackside, are you? If you are, you're probably wet. Uh, not yet. The uh, truck garage opens at 11 this morning, and the cup garage opens at noon. Okay, so you are going up today. They haven't canceled anything as oh, of no, yet? Oh, no, I've been here since... I've been here since Thursday. Oh, you're there. Oh, okay. But you're inside, yeah. which is very wise. Is it still raining? Oh, yeah. It wasn't this morning. It hasn't arrived yet. Um, we'll see. What It depends on that front that's on you, which way it turns. 
Okay, well, I, I guess my Not now it's just below us. My radar reading days uh, have something to be desired because I just checked it and it looked like it was miserable, but it's okay. I'm glad they're not oh, it's ra- cloudy. It's it's cloudy and it looks like it could come a downpour any second. It just hasn't arrived yet. Well, from what I understand, they're playing golf at Augusta, so uh, I guess um, it's not as bad as they thought it was going to be. But hopefully, it'll hold out, and you will get a. We'll all get something to watch later. That race is like at six o'clock tonight. Oh well, we've got qualifying races this afternoon. Oh okay. We've got. Truck and Cup qualifying races this afternoon, and then the the truck races tonight, and the Cup race tomorrow night. So oh. we're just hoping, since we didn't get any practice in yesterday due to the rain, uh, we're really hoping to get the qualifying races in today, so that you don't, uh, you know, so that people that are not the regulars will have an opportunity to make the race. Okay, well, good. That sounds great, and I, I love I like the dirt. Um, I, I, I love the dirt, and I remember back, I was thinking of this last night, you know, we have Mike Helton on a couple of times each year, and I used to ask him every year if they were going to have a dirt race, and I'd sort of get brushed aside, no, we're not going to have a dirt race. So I'm so glad that they finally decided to have one. I, I never would have dreamed it would have been at Bristol, but they run a lot of dirt there. In fact, they put the dirt on earlier in the month or maybe last month or something and, and run all a lot of different series up there other than just the cups and the truck, right? Oh, that is correct. They, um, I don't think a lot of people realize that when they put that dirt down, they do have dirt lay models, and they've had wing sprints here, and they have a full couple of months, if not more, of dirt track racing here before they remove everything and wash everything down before the, the fall race here for the Cups, Trucks, and Xfinity Series. Well, I think that's just great, and I look forward to it, hopefully... Hopefully they'll get it in this afternoon. I've got more racing to watch than I thought I did, and I'm supposed to know that. <laughs> but that's why we have you on the show, as always. You always uh, fill in the blanks and uh, and and uh, clarify the things that I have probably muddied up. Pardon me? <laughs> I try. I know you do a great job, and we love having you on the show. And uh, especially today, I mean, it's, I always love having you on the show, but uh, since I'm the only one here, you and I can possibly talk a little longer and go over uh, your normal 20 minutes. Now, I'm looking at some uh, news and notes from NASCAR, and uh, one of the things that I noticed here was that, well, we had discussed last week that a lot of the Hendrick penalties were overturned. Well, not a lot of them. The the points penalties were overturned, but then Bowman uh, and I guess Byron got new penalties and had points uh, removed again, deleted again. So, uh, you know, what what's with that up there? They seem like they're in and out of the, the, the woodshed quite frequently. Well, it was really quite funny or comical, if you want to put it that way, at Richmond last weekend because at the end of each race, once the inspection is completed in the garage for that particular race, NASCAR comes in and they says, you know, they I tell everyone that make the announcement in the infill media center that post-race inspection has been completed and either, you know, there were loose lug nuts or uh, so-and-so did such and such. But at Richmond last week they came in and they said, 
post-race inspection in the cup garage has been completed. There were no issues. The 24 and the 48 are being taken back to the NASCAR R&D Center for further inspection. And everybody in the infield media center busted out laughing. It, it was just, it, it was hilarious the way it happened because it just, you know, it was kind of like, yeah, okay, yeah, we could have figured that. Well, but um, what I thought was interesting was the fact that the penalties handed down this week for the 24 and the 48 involved how the car was assembled and specifically the greenhouse area which I thought was quite interesting. Well, uh, clarif- clarify that for me if you can, because I I had always, I mean, I know what, I, I thought I knew what the greenhouse area was, and I thought it was like, I thought it was like the dome of the car, like the, including even the opening where the driver comes in and out. It just, because uh, I know Ned Jarrett, and this is years ago, but Ned used to say the ba- best way to slow these cars down would be raise the greenhouse. But when what mm-hmm. I'm, I'm read, reading in the penalties that they got, it has something to do with a, along the Dow, the cowl and dash area where the windshield wiper motors go. Yeah, well, you know, if you take the greenhouse off, I heard explained yesterday. I guess I'm going to plagiarize Larry McReynell here. Go ahead, uh, because Larry- I don't understand. <laughs> Larry Mack explained it yesterday, that if you take a car and you turn it into a convertible, everything you take off to make it a convertible, that's the greenhouse area. Okay. So that, that would include your windshield wipers and your front windshield and, and that area in addition. You know, if you just take it off from the top of the door facing and the the... the front of the of the hood and all where the windshield and uh windshield and all fits in you take all that off that's the greenhouse area okay and so whatever i mean the, the greenhouse area they're talking about it and i'm looking right at it from uh from jayski if he's accurate is uh well you got to remember jayski had up there about somebody dying and mike joy put it on the air at atlanta and the person died two years ago well okay um, that, it's not funny, but uh, Mike Joy's no. sort of been—he's uh, been sort of battling a lot of criticism here lately. Anyway, but getting back to this, well, it wasn't his fault. It, it was not Mike Joy's fault. It was the people that are supposed to research these things and make sure that everything they put on the air is accurate, and and nobody researched it. Was what happened? Okay, I'm gonna div- well, I'm gonna digress for a moment here. Years ago, okay. when I was on the previous show, Dropping the Hammer with uh, Dale Wilkerson and Greg, and when I just would maybe come on for a few minutes a week or maybe even a month. But I had an extra, and I'm not going to name any names. People that that know what happened will will know the names. But I had an extremely uh, popular newspaper uh, columnist here in Spartanburg call me one time and tell me that one of our local drivers who has since passed away had passed away and i was like holy cow so i called um so like an idiot i went on facebook when i used to mess around with facebook trying to sell some books and and put it out there and then uh and so and i called greg to talk about it and greg said well that's pretty funny uh bud just had lunch with him and i went what 
And so anyway, to make a it's too late to make a long story short, but anyway, I had to backtrack and yank it off of Facebook and put something out there that I had been told by this prominent Spartanburg newspaper columnist that uh, I had been given some bad information. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, and you should know probably better than I or, or, or most people, you know, that you probably need to get another source. And I did not do that. I took this guy that I thought was reputable uh, at face value of what he was telling me. And, I mean, I, don't, I really don't know where he ever came up with it. And we were very close friends, and since then, I don't think he's spoken to me. And it's been way over ten years now, I guess. But <laughs> well, I don't, you know, I don't need him. He doesn't need me. So, I, but I, I, you know, I blasted him for what he was, you know, and I, and I said, you know, and stupid me, shame on me for putting it out there without checking it out. I should have called Greg first because uh, mm-hmm. Greg knew. So, but anyway, mm-hmm. so going back to what you were talking about, this. Um, the information. Yeah, don't believe everything you read, and only half of thing, half of everything you hear. Well, you know, maybe it depends on who says it. Now, Deb, That's if you true. come on here and say something, I believe you. Uh, I'm not yeah. necessarily going to waste my time double checking. You know, trying to get another source, because if you do make uh, a slight error, which uh, actually one comes to mind, which is. Uh, you're the best, and we tell you that every week. But I remember, I think it was last year, you said you uh, you said something about uh, we were talking about rookie of the year at Indianapolis, and you and you said something, and I told you that uh, Jimmy Johnson had won rookie of the year, and you didn't know it, but that's fine. Uh, you know yeah. that wasn't that that was no big deal. But we're talking about things that you know what I did on Facebook impacted people's lives and. Uh, and a, a, a great hero I, had, I pronounced had passed away when he was having lunch at the Peach Blossom. So uh, anyway, I. Um, but what we were talking about with the greenhouse effect thing, you know, uh, whether I'm sure Jason took it out of the rule book. So I'm sure it's accurate. I'm sure they took it out of the rule book because there is a picture of the greenhouse in the NASCAR rule book. Well, and that's when I was getting back to Jayski. Jayski has a mm-hmm. picture. Uh, on the accompanying the article, which you know I I clicked on and blew it up, and I I'm telling you what, and, and it's a, a NASCAR diagram of what the problem was, and I swear to goodness, uh, I, I don't I don't see how it could affect anything, but evidently it does, and if NASCAR gives you something and says it has to be some, I, I don't know if they gave you this part, but if they said it has to be some way. Uh, has to be that way, and they're they're just not uh, there's no wiggle room at all. That's correct, and you know what's even more interesting is how there's been some alterations to the rule book now. And um, since all this has happened, it has actually been a tumultuous two weeks in regarding to penalties. And you know, like college racing had their penalty appeal heard on Wednesday and the infraction that they were assessed penalties for was basically the same infraction that the four teams at Hendricks were assessed penalties for and the same penalty was assessed colleague that was assessed to Hendricks. Right. Well, when that different appeals panel heard that, their, what they came out with was totally different from what the previous appeals panel had done for Hendricks. So now, colleague 
is taking it to the final appeals officer. And then Denny Hamlin had his appeal on Thursday, and his everything that NASCAR assessed him penalty-wise was kept intact. So what NASCAR has now done, they've amended the rule book in two major ways. One is that now they can publish the reason for the appeals panel's decision. Um, that they can say why the appeals panel either kept it, amended it, or just, you know, whatever they did. They, and that couldn't be done previously. The other thing is that now you can only amend something within the parameters of what that penalty is. Like, under the way it's been changed now, for example... If a team is assessed a penalty arena point, monetary, and suspension fine, they can't throw out any of those penalties. Right. They can either reduce or increase them. So uh, that tells me that NASCAR was a lot more angry about Hendrick getting those points back than... um, they, I mean, they made in their statement they were not happy about it. But to come back and amend the rule book like they have now, that tells you just how unhappy they were. Well, and to me it made sense and because that's I, I read that yesterday and, and again this morning. And, you know, if, if they've got three different – it's like three different categories, as you just said, that you're getting penalized for. You know, they can't throw one of them out. In other words, you right. get it, but we're not going to penalize you a – $100,000, we'll penalize you 50000 or something. Or, or, mm-hmm. or So, you know, I, that's okay. I, that kind of makes sense. Or I mean, it doesn't kind of. It does make sense to me, and I, and I like that. So they're not going to say, oh, well, we were completely wrong about this one, this part of it. But it, we're right about everything, but we'll, we'll back off on a part of it. And one thing you were talking about, Denny Hamlin, who, as we discussed last week, and you know I've never liked him, but he uh, he, he told on himself <laughs> – he told on himself on his radio, his podcast or his Cirrus uh, XM radio show. But did you see who the uh, um, who was on the appeals panel for him? Yes, I did. Jill St. James. Uh, not Jill St. James. Lynn St. James. Uh, Lynn St. James. I'm thinking of Jill St. John. <laughs> Lynn St. James. And I, I thought that was mm-hmm. interesting. And I'm, In fact, I saw her on something. Last week, she must have been at one of the road. She, was she like the Grand Marshal or something at Coda? Uh, she was on something, and they were talking about her. And uh, she's a. Uh, it she's, was at Phoenix, I believe. Okay, well, she's still a fine-looking lady, and I always thought she was a good driver. Right? She was a good sports car driver, and I don't know that she ever ran stock cars, but she definitely ran well at Indianapolis. I think she was rookie of the year up there, if I'm not mistaken. But, she was. In fact, she was the first woman to win rookie honors at Indy, and. Up until Jimmy Johnson won rookie honors last year in the Indy 500, she was also the oldest driver to have ever won rookie honors in the Indy 500. Yeah, she was a good driver. Uh, and anyway, I just thought it was interesting that she was on that appeals panel. And, and I'm glad well, they. Then, po- did you notice who was on the appeals panel for college racing? I'm not sure that I read that one. Donna Robinson. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, is, is, is she. Okay, hold on now. She was married to who? Wasn't she? Which time? <laughs> Which, she was married to a, a 
a bush driver, wasn't she? Her, no, her no. Uh-uh. Her first husband was Eddie Pearson. Okay, no, I didn't know that at all. Okay, well, yeah. who who? That's when she was running the Dash series. All right. Um, and then her second husband was. Um, uh, he now works for Roush Yates Engines. He was a jackman um, on one of the DEI cars. Well, let me try to figure this out. And I'll try to figure it out while we take a break. Can you come back and talk to us after uh, Jeff Clark. after the break? Jeff, okay. Hey, Jeff I, Clark. Okay. Jeff I, Clark was the second husband. Oh, okay. I don't know him, but it's still not who I'm thinking of. I'll see if I can figure it out during the break. But I'm going to leave you on hold, uh, so I'll just come back. I don't think you'll be able to hear the show. I mean, not on hold. I'm just going to cut your mic off, and I'll be back uh, as soon as the break. You're Patty Moe. Patty Moe is who I'm trying to think of. And no, she, Moe. Moe. Moe? Patty Moe. Uh, I've been pronouncing it wrong married. for 40 years, 30 years. Who, who is married to Elton Sawyer. Elton Sawyer. Who, who is the senior vice president of competition for NASCAR. Okay. I had my had my lady drivers mixed up and their husbands. So I apologize once again. <laughs> Deb to the rescue. Let me put you, uh, let, me, let me run some commercials and I'll be right back. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Ricky's Drive In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6 and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through. Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special 10 hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. Alex, I see you got a new car. Yeah, man, it's sweet. Room for Titus and all his stuff, but it's missing something. Like what? Well, you know how Titus likes Tupac. Naturally. Well, the new car doesn't have the bass like my old car did. You need to take it to Elite Audio. They can add bass to a factory system. Seriously? Yeah, while you're there, let them add a remote start so the car is warm when you and Titus get in in the morning. I also saw they can add LED headlights, which you should look at, Clary, because you can't see anything. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Check out all they can do at EliteAudioOnline.com plus their Facebook page. Apparently, you can't hear either. What? Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call local State Farm agent Cliff Gobert at 597-1200. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. 
Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time, every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. No matter what mood I'm in, McDonald's has a deal that's here for it. Like right now, I can mix and match two of my favorites for just $3.49. So if I'm feeling a little extra, I get a McDouble with two tasty beef patties. If I'm feeling nostalgic, oh, I go with a classic like a juicy McChicken. And no matter how I'm feeling, a golden crispy small fries always sounds like a good idea. All this food talk is bringing on a new mood. Hungry. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. We still got Deb with us. You still there, Deb? I'm still here. Okay, great. Let's do our point standings real quickly. And, uh... Deb, you're sort of slipping away uh, with one uh, in first place with 13 points. I'm in second with 10, tied with Ronnie, who is having a great year. He usually doesn't start moving until about Labor Day. Lanny has eight, so we're within five points of each other. And Greg is back. uh, He's back in fifth with one point. So we've already had a few. And I'm going to let you go last this time, (laughs) Deb, because uh, we usually let you go first. But Ronnie told me uh, this morning when he said he, he couldn't make it in, uh, he wanted uh, Kyle Bush. Lanny wants Harvick. And I'm going to go out on a limb and, and get away from Suarez. I don't know how he is on dirt. But uh, I'm going to go with Keselowski just, uh, just because I used to pick him all the time. Who would you like? I want Chase Briscoe. Chase Briscoe. What's his name? Is he 41? 14. 14. Okay. Okay, Chase Briscoe. That's great. So, uh, all right, well, then um, getting back to uh, some of the rules things and, and uh, going on, not rules necessarily, but just the NASCAR matters. Uh, the format came out for the All-Star Race at North Wilkesboro, and they said they're trying to simplify it and make it look more like the old days, you know, with the, with the heat races and all that stuff. And... Um, I like it. I like it a lot. What do you think? And, and I've got it right here in front of me. If you haven't committed it to memory, which I certainly haven't, but uh, it looks good to me. I like it. Uh, it's not gimmicky, and that's why I like it. And I think it's cool that they're having a pit crew competition again, which will oh, that pit crew competition will set the order of, I believe, uh, qualifying for the cup. For the All Star race. Now I missed that. So, I missed that. That's that is interesting. Yeah, and uh, you know I think it's just 
so neat as to what all they're doing. Uh, the co-grand marshals are Richard Petty and Daryl Waltrip. And uh, I just really think it's neat the way they are paying homage to the, the track and the history and, and everything about it. Have you been up there since they started uh, getting it ready? I have been by it and um, several times. In fact, that's the way I, I go when I drive to Bristol. Right. I drive right by. And or- the first time that I saw it, I was, oh, I got a tear in my eye and just felt good all over because it's so beautiful, just what they've done. They've, and they're working two shifts up there. It's just amazing what they have done so um you know just kind of look back here the the open this year the all-star open as normal will feature the drivers who have not yet qualified for the all-star race and that will be a 100 lap race with a competition break at or around lap 40 and the three open drivers who will advance to the all-star race are the first and second place finishers and then the fan vote winner. And then the all-star race will be 200 laps with a competition break at or around lap 100. And all laps, caution and green flag will count, and NASCAR overtime rules will be in effect. Each team will start on sticker tires for the all-star race and have three additional sets to use. And after the competition break, only one additional set of stickers can be used. So, you know, the, that's the original surface on the track. So I think that uh, it'll definitely, tire management will play a key role. And then the All-Star, what I was talking about, the pit crew challenge on Friday evening determines the starting lineup for the heat races and the open. So each car's qualifying time will be based solely on their pit stop times. Team no. must complete a four-tire stop. Timing lines will be established one box behind and one box ahead of the designated pit box. Now that um, that's going to be held on the pit road there at North Wilkesboro, North right? Wilkesboro. Yeah, Correct. and I, and that's not. I mean, I might be classified as a goofy question, but I, I think for a while there, of course, I don't think it. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I know you will. Uh, I don't think it contributed anything towards the starting lineups or, or anything like that, but they used to have the pit crew race uh, in the Coliseum at uh, in downtown Charlotte, didn't they? Well, it's been a, a whole bunch of different stuff. Um, initially, when Unical started the pit crew competition, it was at Rockingham. Right, but Moore won it one year. The day, right the day before the cup race and then when Rockingham shut down was when they moved the pit crew competition to the Coliseum in Charlotte and you still though had the pit stop as part of four lap qualifying laps for the all-star race right Uh, that was two entirely different things you know they would and so but this uh where we'll determine the each car's qualifying time or lineup. It'll determine the lineup for the heat races. And then the drivers for the all-star races will be split into two 60-lap heat races on Saturday night, 
which will determine the starting lineup for the all-star race. Results of heat one will establish the inside row, and results of heat two will establish the outside row, just like the qualifying races at Daytona. At Daytona, yep. yeah, right. You know, and that, <laughs> that flashes me back to uh, what I thought was very interesting, and I know you'll remember this, uh, of course, but when they used to do the qualifying at Charlotte and they'd take a lap and then come in and pit and they'd take another lap, these guys had never made a had never come into the pits hot before, you know, and they right. were sliding through their pit and missing things, and you know, or some of them got it right, but I don't know if any of them, had, maybe they had because that's been several years ago, but you know, had ever have had ever come into the pits hot. That's true. That's true. And you know, and looking back, uh, this is also the pit crew competition. But when you started talking about the drivers had never come into the on the pit road hot because of the rule changes and looking back there are actually two drivers in the all-star field who were not yet born when the last cup race ran at north wilkesboro in 1996 wow on september 9, 1996 austin cendrick and william byron were not yet born how about that man you know and i never went to I never have been to North Wilkesboro to a race, which is kind of amazing, as many as I used to go to. And I've, I've never been there, and I've never been to Martinsville. So, uh, but well, I know. Uh, you know, I was packed up to go. Gosh, this would have been in the 80s, maybe, late 70s. I'd have to look it up. But I was packed up to go to Martinsville one year and didn't go, and I don't remember why. And it was the year Buddy Baker won, and... I said, God, I'd like to have seen that because I didn't know he could drive a dirt, uh, uh, a short track, and uh, it was a big upset. I think he was driving that number, the, the number twenty-eight, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, yeah, I never made it there. I tell you, when I wrote that first book on uh, the silent speedways, that was my uh, final chapter. Was on North Wilkesboro, and I went up there to take pictures, and there was some guy sitting out on the porch, and he wouldn't let me go in the track. So I had to take pictures through holes in the fence, and um, I mean they came out okay. I I used them, but that place. Well, that's because you had to call and get permission before he'd let you in. Well, I didn't. I didn't know any better. I was just. I I wasn't even really writing a book. I I just was had some time on my hands, and I said I'm going to go find these old racetracks. And I went and found Martinsville, which was I mean uh, North Wilkesboro, which couldn't have been any easier. But he uh, he wouldn't let me in, and then but I I mean that place, and this was. I think I wrote that book about 2007. Yeah, I did. And it was falling apart. And that's, you know, that's 16 years ago. So I, they had a lot of work to do to get that place in shape. And let me ask you one more thing. Can a lot of that be credited to Dale Earnhardt Jr.? Because I may be wrong, but it seems like to me he sort of spearheaded this, uh, the nostalgia thing with the, the old racetrack show he used to do and uh, to, to get North Wilkesboro at least some kind of uh, action. Yes, and you know what's sad about that is the ten things that Benny Parsons wanted his wife Terry to do, uh, he made her a list of ten things. And one of those ten things was to get North Wilkesboro reopened. So, you know, to ignore what Terry Parsons did behind the scenes and to ignore Stephen Wilson who created the website Save the Speedway and was out there 
constantly pushing uh, along with Terry. And, I mean, what a lot of people may not realize is even before that track was featured in the Cars 3 movie, um, there were a lot of times there were commercial shoots up there. There were movie scenes that were shot up there. So, but it, it was when Dale Jr. went up there and they mapped it out for an I-Race. And, you know, you can, it's accurate to say that Dale Earnhardt Jr. pushed to get that track reopened and his belief in that racing could be there again and be successful played a huge, huge role in Marcus Smith's decision. And at the same time, you know, Terry, Marcus didn't know how people would feel about him coming back in because of the feelings towards his father. And uh, Terry Parsons staged a huge campaign up there called We Want You Back. And it was on billboards. They had signs in people's yards. Businesses had the signs. And when Marcus went there for a meeting with the community leaders and the town leaders and all, and saw what it could be and how the community was supporting it, it made all the difference in the world. But, uh, you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s push played a huge, huge role in, uh, in the reopening of that track. And Ryan Newman also pointed out something when he won the Modified Race there in August. He said, who would have ever thought that something good could have come out of COVID? He said, you know, if they had not had the, the funds the government allocated to re-energize business after COVID, that's where the $10 million came to improve the infrastructure at the Speedway. And then you had the community get behind to clean up the property. You know, the, the firefighters and all went out there more than, oh, I'll be two years ago, this August and September, and cut down trees that had grown up through the grandstands yep, and, and I saw them. property. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, that wood went to people that use wood to heat in Wilkes County. But when you go to Wilkes County now and you see the speedway and what's been done and you go there, there's a little spring in everybody's step. There's a, a pride that has come back. And I just ask the people to be patient that go there. There will be a traffic problem, but I assure you it's being worked on. They're working on getting a new uh, ramp built that will help get traffic in and out of the speedway. So don't get, you know, put your temper in check if you're going to the all-star race because there's going to be a traffic issue. It's going to be crowded, but just be patient, and it will get corrected. Okay, Deb. Uh, I thought the spring in the step might have been a new batch of moonshine they were coming out just for North Wilkesboro. Uh, actually, NASCAR has cut a deal with Sugarland uh, in East Tennessee to produce the 75th uh, commemorative batch of moonshine. Well, that's great because at one time I think they were trying to hide that uh, that historical link with uh, the beginning of the sport. Deb, I got about 20 seconds before we're going to get interrupted by the network. So uh, thank you for coming yeah, on and appreciate it so much. Thank you. Uh, thank and you. we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. That's Deb Williams, who's the smartest woman I know. We're going to take a break, top of the hour, come back and talk to Tony Clements, 
You're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. The home for bump and run with Tyler Sugart. Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. WSBG Spartanburg. This morning, Tiger Woods made the cut at the Masters for a 23rd consecutive year. He finished the second round right at the plus three cut line. Brooks Kepka ends the second round with a two-shot lead at 12-under because John Rahm bogeyed 18 to end his second round at 10-under par overall. NFL notable words overnight from New York Jets general manager Joe Douglas, who was appearing on stage at a live event with Boomer Esiason. Take it for what you will. I have to ask you, Aaron Rodgers, what's he coming? He's going to be here. Again, take that for what you will. NBA Friday, the Los Angeles Lakers kept their hopes of avoiding the play-in tournament alive with a 121-107 victory over the Phoenix Suns. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Tracing roots to 1832, Janney is a leading financial services firm dedicated to putting clients' needs first. With nearly 200 years of experience, we are committed to providing services and solutions tailored to fit your unique needs and preferences to help clients reach their personal and business goals. When you're seeking a long-term relationship built on trust and experience, financial advisor Trent Lancaster, located in the Spartanburg office, can provide seasoned advice, guidance, and support through every stage of your life and finances. We invite you to speak with Trent to explore ways in which he can help you and your future generations in planning for your future. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com. Set your alarm. All right. I've added it to reminders. 7 a.m. Every weekday, Spartanburg's best sports is on Bump and Run. Hosted by Tyler Sugar. That's the guy. That's the hero. We're talking sports and other stuff. Hear from local high school and college coaches, including USC Upstate, Clemson, and South Carolina. Two hours to begin your day. The Bump and Run way. Right here on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3. Gentlemen, start your ringtone. Live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. 
Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore, and here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And it's my pleasure to welcome a local legend here in Spartanburg from one of the most famous racing families in NASCAR and certainly in uh, Spartanburg County in this area, Mr. Tony Clemens. Good morning, Tony. Hey, good morning. Thank you for having me on. Well, I'm glad to have you on. I was uh, trying to think of some people that we haven't had on lately, and I don't know that we've had you on uh, since last year, uh, probably uh, earlier in the year, and we are so happy that you'd uh, come on with us this morning. And you, uh, you're, part of a, you're part of one of the premier families here in Spartanburg of auto racing. Your, your father was Crawford Clements, so... I mean, when I was a little boy, I remember Crawford uh, building a lot of good race cars, and I guess you learned from the best. Oh, yeah. He definitely has gave me a tremendous history to work with, and he he, he was phenomenal. Uh, couldn't get over his wisdom and was always amazed at it and so proud of what he did. And, of course, your, uh, your, your Uncle Lewis was uh, Rex White's... Uh, chief mechanic and won the championship in 1960 so uh that's a really really rich history when did you first start did you did you overall just start working on cars and decided you, you wanted to specialize in the engines is that the way it is or or is that the way it happened or are you were you set to work on engines from the start like i, I this is going to be my thing right here well i certainly learned to work on the cars to start with and drove a little bit and just kind of kept going in that direction for a while and certainly realized that I thought I had a better career, livelihood, building engines than I did driving a race car. So I kind of moved in that direction and was building my own engines and then building some other people's engines a little bit along the way. and continued to go that direction and kind of fizzled out with driving and the racing and it got so phenomenal with the building the engines and just had a such a passion for that that wanted to pursue that and it just seemed like it really fell into place and made sense and then my other brothers they were part of that and moving along and glenn being younger than me and he was kind of taken up with what I was doing, and then we continued to pursue the the engine building part of it and raced a little bit, and he raced a little bit. And our father has uh, was always a tremendous supporter in anything and everything that we wanted to do that as we moved along and started buying bigger machinery and things, he just wanted so much to see it happen. And, uh, help us any way that he could and he, he was a tremendous asset for us there with all that wisdom and strength that he had and but just yeah for sure 
felt like that uh, building the engines were was going to be the way to go and continue to love the sport that way and just take a big part in it and keep moving forward like that and have today just keep developing our engines and working with it and trying to make them better every week. Did you actually get to work side by side with your father? I, I mean, other than as a as a, a son would hang around his dad anyway, especially one with a racing shop, as I'm as I'm sure I would have done. But or or were y'all actually, uh, um, you know, working on the same team together and uh, as well, not necessarily equals, but as as father and son, and not just you as a. Of course, I I know you were learning the sport and the, and the trade and everything, but did y'all ever get to work side by side like uh, on a team? Like like say, I mean, for instance, like Bud Moore and Greg and Bud and his son uh, Daryl, you know, they did. Uh, were y'all did y'all have that type of relationship, or was uh, you Crawford a little bit ahead? Uh, well, I know he was a little bit ahead, but was he was he out there so far that you never got to to um, work? side by side with him as you know close to equals yeah we definitely did at a point in time you know early on whenever he was affiliated with junior johnson and some of those people that i was still too young to really be involved very much with uh taking a part in too much of that uh even though i definitely started developing more and more of the skills and paying attention and learning and but at you know at a later age then whenever I got old enough that I was actually on some of the pit crews and different things that went on where I certainly was taking a part in the racing that he was involved in with uh, you know the other drivers as I got older and yeah, we we always, and he helped us right up. He was always here, uh, tremendous asset, tremendous wisdom, and give us some guidance and help uh, definitely later in life there that uh, it was such a blessing to have him. And, yeah, we, we enjoyed it together a whole lot. We were here day and night just as we are now. Uh, with him in the spirit. Well, I worded that very poorly. I mean, I had trouble figuring out how to make it come out right, and you answered it perfectly. And uh, that that's what I wanted to know. You know, I used to go around before I, I guess between college and just bumming around town with some of the jobs I had that, that really never amounted to anything. But I used to go around to a lot of the race shops when we had a bunch of them. And I know the last time I went to your shop, and I would just stick my head in the door. I didn't know anybody. Nobody knew me. Uh, but the last time I ever poked my head the, in, in your shop, I guess when your dad was still alive, was he was he had a Mercury, a red Mercury, number 39 for Blackie Wangren. And I remember seeing that car sitting in there. And uh, uh, that had to be late 70s or something like that. And that, that must have really been towards the end of his career. Yes, sir, it was, and uh, we worked with Travis Tiller yep. and Blackie Wankgren and some of the uh, not not so much funded teams, that, but still taking a part in the racing and trying to 
stay in the game and continue to work with it. And then as we got older, then he started focusing a little more on the racing that we were doing ourselves versus going outside the shop. And that was really nice. We, we got to race together and do, do a lot of things together and continued to learn and pick up what he had to offer for us. And that was a tremendous time in our lives. Uh, never forget it. But yeah, we, I was on the pit crew with Blackie Wangren. Oh, wow. Uh, Buck Baker, some of the guys back then that we would do different things with, the Trans Am stuff that Buck Baker did. Oh, and the Firebirds? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh wow, yeah. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, we ended up, I ended up getting the Firebird from him, and we continued to race it some over at Greenville Pickens. And How about that? That, that was uh, pretty neat stuff, yeah. Because I remember looking, and you know, I'm a, a, a big, nobody's a bigger fan of Spartanburg racing than I am, and I can, I've got so many pictures of, like, Bud Morris cars, and I know there's a, a lot of them. One I'm thinking of specifically is the 58 Chevrolet convertible, but down on the side, right behind the right, right behind the rear wheel, uh, the front wheel, there's a scroll, and it says mechanics, Bud Moore and Crawford Clements, and that's on a bunch of cars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was tremendous. I do recall seeing that on numerous cars. Absolutely, with uh, different, a lot of different drivers. That was that was an exciting time that he was involved with uh, a lot of the professionals for sure. And that's when I was running around and uh, getting in everybody's way. I mean, a little kid. That was fifty-eight. I was six years old. So anyway, but so things evolve at Clements and. Uh, I know there's some gaps here, there, and I'm not trying to to make it uh, too um, uh, seamless, but Jeremy came along, and I guess Jeremy started running the dirt tracks, uh, Cherokee and around uh, around this area. Some of them don't even exist anymore, I'm sure, I-85 and things like that. And um, and you were building engines for them, and, and, and I guess you went to ARCA maybe a little bit and then up to Xfinity where you are now and, and win races. And make playoffs. Yes, sir. Yeah, it. it uh, I think that's why that I pushed it forward as much as I have because with Jeremy showing so much talent that I could, I felt like I'd cut cut my career a little bit short in the driving, but I couldn't carry his helmet bag anyway. So I felt like that I could live out some of my desires in racing through him and and help him to because that's all he's ever thought about is driving a race car he went he's not worried about building any engines or doing anything like that and he just has that passion and i've always felt that he had that talent and you know racing in every respect has just went to the part of if you got a big check, you can get the best ride. And, you know, if you don't have uh, a rich father or grandfather or somebody to pay the way, then you just have to settle for what you can do. And I think that's what we've done and tried to make the most of it and felt like he deserved a chance, and that's why we've tried to push it forward 
uh, my brother and everybody that's been involved and that uh, certainly shown up that he could do it just uh, needed a chance and so wanted to try to give him a chance and we certainly enjoy doing it and love the sport and love the competition and just wanted to try to keep it going forward well he's done a tremendous amount with it i tell you what i it's it hurt me um i guess spiritually when Bud Moore closed up, and, and I, I didn't have anybody to root for on Sunday. But I'm telling you what, Jeremy has more than than made up that gap. And I have, uh, and, and you, of course. And I just, you know, I look forward to every Xfinity race. I look forward to coming on the radio and talking about it. You know, one of our most loyal witness, uh, witnesses, one of, my most, one of our most loyal listeners is Mike Hill, you know, who worked for Junior Johnson for years and still works for the Cadillac um, daytona prototype team he wants me he just texted me he says ask tony if he remembers rennie wilbanks rennie wilbanks yeah yeah of course he worked with my father he was kind of his right hand man for a long long time and yeah we certainly remember rennie and have a lot of fond memories there know that he was uh, a talented individual and put in a lot of effort. Yeah, good guy. Well, uh, he follows it up with saying Rennie talked him into going to cup racing, and uh, when uh, Mike said he was helping Crawford, and they went to Daytona with Dick Poling, and I remember Dick Poling. So anyway, that's uh, there, there's so many <laughs> tentacles you can go off in and and talk about these things. And Mike's a great a great uh, asset to our show, not only just a listener. Okay, but, but Tony, now you. Um, uh, you are somehow, I mean, it's a factory there. I've been there. Uh, you know, I haven't been there since we did the, I was invited to the little, the little party you had before uh, Darlington last year with the Bud Moore throwback car. But you you build engines so, for so many, or I don't know how many other teams, but you build engines for sale. And uh, and I guess you've got quite a bit of customers on the on the local dirt tracks. Did I, did I hear... Uh, um, Clint Boyer one time saying something about Tony Clements' engines, I think, on a, on a national broadcast. Yes, sir. We've sold Clint engines over the years, for sure. He's had numerous different drivers, and we've had a part in that from the engine side. And he was always the nicest fellow in the world that he'd have tremendous good things to say. And I've seen him out at different tracks and stuff and he still acknowledges that he sure did enjoy buying the engines from us and got great results and we're so proud of that uh, we've had tremendous uh, amount of people that have, have purchased our engines we actually this past season we won the Lucas Oil Series Engine Builder Award and the World Outlaws Engine Builder Award both in one year and that's two separate and, things, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's two different series. Holy cow. And they all have tremendous amount of veteran racers involved in them. And so we're definitely servicing a lot of a lot of great racers and getting our engines out there. And that always is so important that you get them in good cars and that uh, people are able to do the most with them that way. But, yeah, yeah it's it's been phenomenal. We've can't believe 
I have a, over a hundred new engines on order now. And Good grief! Just can't can't do enough. But yeah, we've been blessed to be busy. Well, that's that's fantastic, Tony. We uh, I could talk to you for another hour easily, but um, we've got to have you on more often. We back Jeremy Clements, as you know, and Clements Racing, uh, uh, and all the things you guys do. Um, we talk about it more than anything else we talk about on this station because you're Spartanburg, you're still doing it, and you're doing it at a high level. You make the playoffs and you win Daytona. I mean, I don't know how you can do much better than that. And, Tony, I don't want to uh, – I don't know how long it's been, but I don't want to go that long again without having you back on the show. And we love we love everything about Clements Engineering uh, – I don't I say engineering. Clements Racing and Jeremy and you and – and just thank you so much for taking time to come on our show. And it just gives everybody an idea that Spartanburg, man, we're still in the middle of it. We are still doing it on a, a national level, especially with what you just told me about winning the engine building for the two two different series, two big series, and money. Yeah. I could, I could not believe the money I'm that. I'm so proud of yeah. all, of my, uh, all of the employees and my brother and uh, my daughter works here, and just we have a tremendous ongoing, and it just continue to grow and continue to make the most of it. I'm so proud of everybody that's involved here. Well, Tony, thank you so just much. I want to for... try to keep giving people the great engines and get get Jeremy in the winter circle again. It, it's such a challenge, but he can do it we just have to give him a chance well you got an extra week to get him a good one for martinsville and uh, put a good battery or alternator in the, whatever you need in there and uh man oh we'll, my god isn't that the truth i know yeah. we'll, we'll be pulling for you so hard and talking about it every week and thank you so much for coming on terry uh tony clements all right sir thank you so uh, much for having me all right that's tony clements and i i started to say he sounds just like jeremy but i guess it's actually the other way around but I tell you what, you can you can hear the, the Clements voice there. Let's take a break and come back. We're going to talk to Ernie Smith about what's going on with the drag racing with the Southeast Gassers. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. It's time for Slam Dunk Savings this month at Greer Nissan. Get in the game and save big on your favorite Nissan models. Drive a new Sentra or Frontier. Your choice. Lease for only $199 a month. Score big in a new Nissan Rogue. Lease for only $299 a month. Or get financing as low as 0%. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. 
Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. The Atlanta Braves are back, and this 2023 team is ready for another epic season. 1-1 pitch, there's a deep drive to left center field. This thing is clear for takeoff. Back-to-back home runs, Ozuna and Riley. Listen to Atlanta Braves baseball all season long right here on Fox Sports Farnberg, 98.3 FM. The Braves are looking for their sixth consecutive NL Eastern Division crown, and you can hear that chase right here on your home for the Atlanta Braves. Fox Sports Farnberg, 98.3 FM. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a T-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call Welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM and 1400 AM. And it's my pleasure to welcome to the show a member of the Southeastern Gassers, who they have a big weekend planned this weekend. And I hope the rain doesn't mess them up too bad. None other than Ernie Smith. Good morning, Ernie. Good morning. How are you guys doing? And it's actually next weekend we race. April oh. 15th, Shadyside Dragway. Oh, well, the weather will be beautiful then. I you told me that, but I, you know, I didn't write it down. But okay, well now that makes me feel better because I figured uh, maybe your plans were getting washed out, and uh, uh, I apologize for that. So great, you know, I don't usually, unless it's a last minute thing, have somebody on that wants to promote something on the day they're doing it. I like to do it a week in advance, and I, I should have remembered that. But anyway, what the heck? We're glad to have you, Ernie. So what do you have going on? I know you got things at Shady Side. But you've got some other uh, events in this neck of the woods. We, yeah, we do. We're actually, uh, right now, I'm sitting in Wings, et cetera, here in Gaston, South Carolina. We're actually going to have a free Shady Side race party here today, start at 12 o'clock. The bands are setting up. Uh, See, I knew something. Drivers will be I, here. I knew something was today. I had that in my mind. All right. See, when you finish the show today for your lunch, you can just come on over to Gaston, hang out with us, listen to some live music. And then next Saturday, when you finish the show, you can. Head right on up Shady Side Dragway. I think there's about 90 cars signed in from about 30 states. Uh, you know, like you told people before, everything we run's got to be 1967 or older. Got to have a four-speed, just old-school heads-up drag racing. 
Yeah, I, I, I've got to see that someday, and I've looked at a lot of a lot of footage online. But now, let me back up. Uh, what are you doing today now over at Gaffney? What time does it start, and what's going on, and what's it cost, uh, and uh, and what's the deal? Doesn't cost a thing. It's from twelve to four today here at the Wings Etc. Restaurant on Floyd Baker Boulevard, Gaffney. We're having a little, you know, pre shady side race to get together. We had hoped to have some race cars displayed out here today, but the rains put a damper on the race cars. But you know, several drivers will be over here. You know, we've got some T-shirts for sale, a live band playing. You know, just gonna have to get together and have a good time for the week leading up, leading up to Shady Side Race. Well, that sounds fantastic. Now. Shady Side, uh, I know I've heard so much about that over the years, and that's sort of, I, I don't know that it's the, is that the oldest track y'all race on, or it's got to be one, uh, or I don't know if you call it a it's, track, a drag it's strip. One of, it, it's one of the oldest, Shady Side, you know, up Shelby, North Carolina, Bowling Springs, North Carolina. Uh, it was built back in the early 50s. I know Knoxville Dragway will be up in Knoxville, Tennessee in a few weeks. It was built back in the early 50s. I was uh, built in the early Shady, 50s. <laughs> You know, Shady Side's kind of, we call it our home track. You know, Southeast Gassers was started, you know, in Spartanburg, Columbus, North Carolina, around this area. All the drivers that started the organization were all around from this area. And that's, that's kind of home for us. You know, we've expanded down to where we've got drivers all over the U.S., cars come out of Canada. We've got a guy that, uh, from Sweden who shipped a car over last year. He flies back and forth in to, to race with us. You know, we have fans come from all over the world. We have a guy that, comes in every year for a couple of races from Japan. We've had groups come in from Australia. You know, Hot Rod Magazine called us the most authentic, period correct, old school drag racing there is in the world today with our rules package and everything we have. You know, if anybody's in the old, you know, what drag racing was supposed to be, heads up, first guy there wins, uh, we're the group to come see. <laughs> well, I, I, I've never been able to see your car. I know I was out at town when you brought it up to impacts one time but uh i see pictures of it on uh on the internet and it's facebook i guess maybe y'all have a facebook page but it's it's that car's beautiful it's red and blue uh yellow and yep. blue with uh and what's the name on it the saturday night special yeah the paint scheme is a throwback if you look at it real close you remember uh dale senior's first win was in a bud Moore wrangler forward right Come out of Spartanburg, South Carolina, with yep. that Wrangler paint scheme. Yeah, you know, I wanted local people to look at that, and say, "I know where that paint came from." Yeah, yeah. You know, I pay homage. I'm proud of the fact that I'm from Spartanburg, South Carolina. I'm proud of our racing history in our town. Well, boy, nobody you know, is Greg more Roberta, than Greg Roberto. Big supporters of mine. I wanted to give, just show them a little something to thank them for all their years of support for me. Well, nobody is more than I am, and I don't know if you heard the interview before you, but it was with Tony Clements, and that. Uh, you don't get much more of a famous Spartanburg racing family than that one. Well, uh, Tony, at late night last night, about 9.30 last night, was welding up the intake on my new engine, uh, <laughs> trying to get me ready. It's supposed it's going on the dyno down there uh, later this afternoon. Todd really? Hill there from Clements has put it together for me, and they were finishing up, found some problems. Tony stayed late last night, welded it up so Todd could get me going today, and uh Monday, we'll stick that thing in the car and get ready to go to Shady Side with a brand new bullet in it. Well, if I'd have known that, I'd have mentioned it when we had Tony on there because he's uh, uh, on the show because he's a he's a great guest and just we just Both love promoting Spartanburg. We love promoting Spartanburg yep. in our in our history and and the people are still doing it and you're still doing it now. Uh, 
I don't know how long ago this was. Heck, it might have even been last year or something. But uh, the last I remember, you were fifth in the points. Uh, how are you doing this year, and uh, and where I, are you? I I ended up fifth in the points for the year out of I think there was thirty eight C gas cars. You know, we ran we run an A gas, B gas, C gas, Super Stock, AFX, and H gas, and there was I think thirty seven cars of C gas. I ended up fifth. We started our we had our first race two weeks ago down in Georgia. Didn't come away with the results I wanted. You know, still running a a borrowed, you know, tired engine. Wait to get our new one. You know, parts have been a problem for everybody in the racing industry. But uh, you know, we qualified decent, got beat in the first round. But you know, we're coming to show you side with brand new bullet in it and uh, ready to let it fly. You know, to get right back in the hunt of this thing. And a Clements engine at that. Yeah, well, yes, sir. As uh, Clements machine work. Uh, Todd Hertel from down there at Clements. Uh, Todd does all the assembly work and designed the engine. That's what we're going to run. You know, 321 cubic inch small block Chevrolet. Uh, Todd Hertel, Tony Wright, they're down there putting it together this morning. Like I say, they saw a problem last night, and Tony was nice enough, him and Glenn. They've been good to me, and Tony stayed over last night, got it welded up where they could get me put together today. <laughs> Well, it probably doesn't hurt. They've got a week off, uh, and uh, not that he wouldn't take time to fix your car. I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. But you know, they the, did. They the do have a off, week. They do have a week off before Martinsville, and that's, that's got to help a little bit. The week off is probably what saved me. You know, Todd is their lead engine assembler. He assembles all their, you know, Xfinity motors. But him having a week off, he was able to, you know, like I say, he's finishing my stuff up today. So yeah, it gave us a little breathing room. <laughs> So um, you, you've, you've already had one race this year, and you said down in Georgia. Shadyside will be number two, and how, how long does the season go, and how many more races are there? Or meets, or whatever we, you call we, them. We, we run a 10-race schedule. It'll go to the first week of November. We'll, like we leave Shadyside. We'll have two weeks, or no, three weeks, then we'll go to Knoxville, Tennessee. Then we'll be in Moxville, North Carolina, at Farmington Dragway, uh, then we'll, I think that's when we head up to Ohio after that or down to Orangeburg, South Carolina. We'll be in Gulfport, Mississippi later on this year. You know, we run, the tour runs from Georgia, Florida, up into Indiana and Ohio. It's a, you know, a 10-race touring schedule. And like I say, we average 90 to 100 cars every race. Uh, just a really good, a really growing series. We're adding new racers, new cars. Every, every race, it seems, we introduce new drivers. And uh, it's really a fan show. You know, we, we try to take you back to 1967. Now, you know, any of the cars you see on track, there's no vinyl lettering, no wraps. They have to be hand-painted just like they were back in the 60s, hand-lettered. Uh, you know, no coil-over shocks, no fancy high-tech suspension. It's old leaf spring cars, junk suspension, but cars that, you know, cars your grandpa raced, but, you know, a lot of new technology in the engine. A gas cars are just stupid fast. Uh, <laughs> a lot of side by side wheels, wheels in the air. You know, carry the wheels through first gear, second gear, side by side drag racing. Wow, that's great. Uh, uh, yeah, '67 was a good year for me. I was 15. I, I had a lot going on in 1967, so I remember it well. Um, Tony, you uh, now. How much longer do you plan on doing this? I mean, do you have any designs on after you're done? Um, I mean, I don't know how long you can drive. 
you can you might well, be able to drive, but you know, do you, do you is this a team that you want to keep going even if you're not the driver? Oh uh, yeah, it is. I mean, as long as we can financially do it, but you know, I don't see myself getting out of the driver's seat anytime. Uh, Great. The gentleman, the gentleman that won the Superstock World Championship the year before last, Ron Allison, just turned eighty-one. Holy uh, cow! Well, you got one, a ways to go of, before you get to that. Right. One of one of our record holders, uh, Danny Bird, out of Sykes, Missouri. Danny uh, has drag race since back in the sixties. He won Indy like the U.S. Nationals like four different times. Danny set one of our speed records in sea gas. I think he was eighty-three when he set the record. God. Yeah, I'm fifty. I'm fifty-eight, and you know, I'm kind of a middle of the road age driver. We've got you know several of our drivers are in their late sixties, seventies, and these guys are still out there wheeling cars that you know go left, go right. Every now and then, it'll go go straight. You know, wheels <laughs> in air, first, second, third gear. You know, these guys have been doing this a long time, and just can really go at it. Gosh. And then we've got some young guys. Last year's Big Ass World Champion, nineteen-year-old Colby Welch out of Tennessee. You know, we've attract, we're attracting some young drivers. I'm, I'm thinking we got a new uh, a new Sea Gas driver coming in this weekend. A young lady from up in Tennessee. I think she's about nineteen years old. Uh, got a young lady from down in Charleston that just turned twenty-two. She's debuting her brand new Superstock car this weekend. Uh, you know, some some really good up and coming talent but they're you know us old guys are still out there battling them young guns you tell me one other sport and somebody probably will where there's competitors going head to head with each other that have an age discrepancy of 70 years i mean that's unbelievable very few that i can think of, <laughs> I can't think of. maybe and chess or something i, I don't know yeah I, I have learned in my time doing this, you know, I'm 58. I started drag racing back street racing in high school. I worked for a couple of professional race teams and everything. And I still find these old guys have been doing it a lot longer than me. You get to start mind the games they can play, the mind games they can put on you. These guys will still take you to school. If you're not on your game, you'll you'll get to the finish line wondering what they just do to me. Gamesmanship. Exactly. It's, you know, it's always been a big part of drag racing. Uh, you know, starting line games, you know, burning down, make him sit there, jump in there quick on him, you know, what's he going to do over in his lane? And, you know, I've learned over the years just to play my game in my lane and kind of ignore what's happening in the lane beside me, do right there, do my job, you know, my crew, my guys, Doug Kimbrell, my son, Elijah Smith, uh, Cousin Brian Harrison, I name everybody in the dirt world around here knows for years. Brian won several four-cylinder nationals, you know, drove a little of everything. Well, now he's setting up building drag cars. I know when I roll the line, I got the best I can take up there, and I just got to do my job. So you wouldn't worry about what's happening beside me. So you wouldn't think about pulling any kind of skullduggery, uh, monkey shines like that on the on your opponent. No, not me. No, no, no. <laughs> no. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just an honest, sweet, easy going as they come. Well, but, I, know, I believe all that. Would part. Never think of taking a, I would never think of taking a, you know, a younger racer that I know has me out horsepower and can probably outrun me and have to play games with him on the starting line. I know, you know, yeah, you wouldn't who would do, do that. such thing. All right. Well, I, I believe you, sort of, maybe, but. <laughs> Look, that's uh, the story we'll stick with. That's right. So, all right, real quickly, I've got to let you go. What what time do things get rolling next week up at Shady Side? 
next Saturday at the Shadeside. Qualifying will start at 1 p.m., two rounds of qualifying, uh, about 15 minutes after qualifying, where, you know, we say, have the national anthem played, have our opening prayer. Uh, one thing I'm proud to say to our group, you know, we, we don't do nothing without opening and closing with prayer. You know, we believe in this country, we believe in what this country stands for, and uh, how it was started and how it was founded. Uh, then we'll go right straight into eliminations. We usually try to get our show done, you know, within we, we, we shoot for six hours. Get five rounds of racing and eight classes done in six hours. So it happens fast when it starts happening. That sounds great. Tony, we'll let you, I mean, uh, Ernie, we'll let you go. And uh, best of luck to you. And just do what you did last Wednesday when you want to come on and we don't already have you scheduled. Just call me. We'll get you on. I'll do that, and I appreciate y'all having me as always. I hope everybody's having a great day, and it's a rainy Saturday, and people out there listening got nothing else they can do today. Come on over to Gaffney, South Carolina. Eat some great food. You're a great band. Hang out with the shirt wings, et cetera. Sounds great, Ernie. Talk to you later. Thank you a lot. Y'all have a good day. All right. That's Ernie Smith. We're going to take our last break, come back, maybe have a surprise guest. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. It's time for Slam Dunk Savings this month at Greer Nissan. Get in the game and save big on your favorite Nissan models. Drive a new Sentra or Frontier. Your choice. Lease for only $199 a month. Score big in a new Nissan Rogue. Lease for only $299 a month. Or get financing as low as 0%. Low prices. Big selection. And committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard. Or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Providing for and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you're not there to do so. Many people are under the impression that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning. That's why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you'll ever do for them. A comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth, control who receives your assets, and ensure that your wishes are carried out. Working with our estate planning experts, financial advisor Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. 
The Country Meat Center in Woodruff is well known for our great cuts of beef, pork, and chicken. But we're so much more than just a great butcher shop. We also offer locally grown produce, delicious cakes and pies, a fully stocked deli with boar's head meats and cheeses, seafood brought in fresh from Charleston, as well as a great selection of wild game like bison, ostrich, and kangaroo for the adventurous home chef. We are locally owned and operated and will be happy to fill all your grocery needs. Shop local at the Country Meat Center located at 10297 Highway 221, open 830 to 7, Monday through Saturday. While the weather is bad, get your gear ready now. Spartan Photo Center has the necessary tools to clean your cameras and lenses. They do mirrorless and DSLR sensor cleanings, and don't forget about your tripods. Spartan Photo Center stocks the quick releases to mount your camera to the tripod, as well as Manfrotto and Bogan tripod parts to fix the one you have. Or you can get a new Suray or Manfrotto tripod now before the weather turns nice and you need it. Don't forget Spartan Photo has camera bags, backpacks, and waterproof cases. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, Spartanburg, or SpartanPhotoCenter.com. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. No matter what mood I'm in, McDonald's has a deal that's here for it. Like right now, I can mix and match two of my favorites for just $3.49. So if I'm feeling a little extra, I get a McDouble with two tasty beef patties. If I'm feeling nostalgic, oh, I go with a classic like a juicy McChicken. And no matter how I'm feeling, a golden crispy small fries always sounds like a good idea. All this food talk is bringing on a new mood. Hungry. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or cabal meal. Single item at regular price. And welcome back to the final segment of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And I had the welcome sign out, and somebody knocked on the door and said, let me in. And it's none other than Hank Guyton from the Greer Drag Strip. How you doing, Hank? Doing great, doing great. Well, what brings you out on this gorgeous day? <laughs> I was out. Well, I'm headed to the grocery store, to be honest with you, getting ready for uh, Easter dinner, and, and I was like, hey, I need to stop by the radio station. Well, what do you want to say? Uh, I just want to let everybody know that uh, we had our four, first points race last Saturday, and I won it. Well, so, good for you. <laughs> open, the season opener, I won it, and uh, so, yeah, I'm one for one right now, so. I'm batting 100%. Well, that's great. So what's uh, what's uh, the schedule look like for the rest of the spring and summer, and what you got going on? What's it costing? We got, uh, well, uh, next week we got the 490 Outlaws, which is a heads-up 490 class for door cars only. Uh, I think it's 15 bucks to get in on that day. Uh, then we got, uh, suppose we got nine more points races out, you know, through the season. Yep. You can go on our website and uh, – and look at the schedule because it's all on the schedule, and uh, but that's uh, still doing our Thursday night. We're having a big crowds on Thursday night for test and tune. It's only ten bucks. You can run up down the racetrack as many times as you want. In your own car. In your own car, as long as you got a helmet, you're good to go. Okay. Yes, sir. I mean, if you're real fast now, if you're fast, you know they got certain specifications. If you get real fast, now you're gonna have to have a roll cage. You have to have a fire jacket, but uh, just a normal car. Uh, just bring a helmet, and as many times you want to run up into there and have fun, come on. Now, what if you saw somebody like me out there with just my helmet, uh, which I think I bought in 1971 when I was go-kart racing. I don't even know if it's probably past any kind of inspection anymore. It is full face. But, um, I mean, if you saw somebody out there that wasn't quite handling it, you, you'd uh, invite them to get more experience and come back, wouldn't you? 
Oh yeah, well, well, we, I mean, we we'll help you out. I mean, we got people. You know, we have a we have a a guy in the water box. We have a starter on the start line, yeah. and we also have a guy in the, in the staging lanes. And they'll ask they they'll answer any questions. I mean, a lot of times I hear them on the radio. They'll say, "Hey, this is the first time I ever been down the racetrack. How about show them and give them some help?" So you know, we'll pull them up there and show them where they got to stop and, and and how they take off and all that stuff. So yeah, we 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 don't just shun you out we we hear you know we'll help you now greer drag strip and i ask you this every year is in spartanburg county right yes sir it's in spartanburg county well as far as i know that's has been for quite a while the only actual racing that takes place in this county and i'm real proud of it and um i urge everybody to go out there and support you and keep it uh in the black so we can continue to have racing in spartanburg Nothing against Greenville Pickens. I'm sorry to hear the problems they're having, but racetracks are going under and drag strips and everything. I think Atlanta lost their drag strip not too long ago. Houston, Houston Raceway Park, they're tearing it down today. I saw that on email, on uh, uh, Facebook. Yes, sir. So, yeah, come on out to the Greer Dragway. I, I promise you'll have a great time. It's family-oriented. We have the best concession stand, the nicest restrooms. I mean, I'm talking about nice even with showers. So, you need to take a shower while you're there. Come on out. I'll try to shower up before I get there. Tony, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, Hank, sit right there. I get Ernie, Tony, and Hank all at the same time, and I'm too too dumb to keep them straight. Hank, stay right there. I'm going to touch on some other stuff, and you can just sit there to the end of the show. I might even ask you a question. We've already done Xfinity, so let's move to Cup, which we haven't mentioned too much at all. Um, they ran last week at the uh, – Toyota Owners 400, and that was at Richmond Raceway in Richmond, Virginia. And Kyle Larson was the winner. He's had a couple of races he should have won earlier, and something seemed to always happen towards the end, but not this week. Kyle Larson was the winner, and second place was Josh Berry, who was filling in for uh, Chase Elliott, who we were April fooled into thinking last week was out for the year, but we found out that's not true. But Josh Berry was second in the nine car, the Napa Auto Parts car, Third was Ross Chastain. Fourth, Christopher Bell. Fifth, Kevin Harvick. Sixth, Michael McDowell. Seventh, Joey Logano. Eighth, Alex Bowman. Ninth, Ty Gibbs. And tenth was Brad Keselowski. The point standings as of um, the Richmond race. Of course, the first uh, six guys have won races, so they automatically move over to the playoffs. And that's William Byron, who has two wins, followed by Kyle Larson. Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, Tyler Reddick, and Ricky Stenhouse, the Daytona winner. After that, in seventh, you've got Ross Chastain, eighth, Christopher Bell, ninth, Kevin Harvick, tenth, Alex Bowman, eleventh, Martin Truex Jr., twelfth, Brad Keselowski, thirteenth, Ryan Blaney, fourteenth, Denny Hamlin, fifteenth, Austin Sendrick, and sixteenth is Chris Boucher. On the outside looking in is my man Daniel Suarez, Michael McDowell, Corey LaJoy, and Ty Gibbs. Their next race will be tomorrow night. Something good to do on Easter night while you're uh, uh, reflecting back on on uh, your big lunch and going to church. And let me just throw it in right here before the show gets away. Um, remember what the holiday Easter is about, the um, resurrection of Christ, and have a moment of prayer. Think about all the bad things happening around and pray for for the the people in nashville and where they've had these horrible gun accidents and uh, or gun incidents uh, they're not accidents and that's the problem so uh 
Anyway, remember the reason for Easter, if you don't mind, and, uh, and keep it in your heart. So, anyway, they will run next, tomorrow night, Sunday night at 7 p.m., and that is on Fox. And uh, we look forward to ending up Easter. I think, I don't know if I've got a room on my TV stuff here or not, but Deb says the qualifying races and, quali- and, and such and so forth are on this afternoon. I'm not sure I knew that uh, on Fox for, um, for those races. And the truck race is still scheduled for later on today, and maybe they'll get it in. I don't know. But let's talk about the trucks. They ran last week at uh, Texas in conjunction with the IndyCars. And the man whose name I love to pronounce was actually the winner of his first race, and that is Carson Hosevar. He finished first. Second was Chase Purdy. Third, Stuart Friesen, the Canadian. Fourth, Ty Majeski. Fifth, Jake Garcia. Sixth, Hallie Deegan, the lady of the Monster Energy truck, number 13, was uh, sixth. Seventh, Corey Heim. Eighth, Ryan Vargas. Ninth, Jake, Jack Wood, no relation to me. And tenth, Ben Rhodes. If you go to the uh, point standings for the trucks, and they only take the top ten to the playoffs, the points as of uh, now is Zane Smith is first, Christian Eck is second, Carson Hostsavar is third, Ty Majeski fourth, Ben Rhodes fifth, Matt Crafton is sixth, Grant Enfinger seventh, Chase Purdy eighth, Corey Heim is ninth, and Nicholas Sanchez is tenth. And once again, their next race is supposed to be at 8 o'clock tonight on FS1 on the dirt. You like watching the trucks on the dirt there, uh, Hank? Yes, sir. That'll be a great show. I hope they have it. Eight time, 8 o'clock tonight might give them plenty of time to get that weather out of there and get the track cleaned up and uh, smoothed out. That will be the Weather Guard Truck Race on Dirt and uh, on FS1. They got the right name for it, didn't they? Weather Guard? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, Arca's off. They don't run again until April 22nd at Talladega with a general tire 200. Top five there is Greg Van Alst, and they've, uh, he, he won Daytona. Frankie Munez is second. Tony Consento is third. Jesse Love fourth. And Christian Rose is fifth. Uh, IndyCar ran last week, and I don't know how many of you watched it, but it was a heck of a race. I love to see the IndyCars, period. But I like to see them going just about as fast as they can go. And they were averaging about 220 miles an hour a lap, wheel to wheel, inches apart. Uh, a couple of occasions, they got a little closer than an inch apart. In fact, one one car got airborne when a, a car uh, slowed in the middle of the track. And I think that was Devlin uh, DeFrancesco. And he was pile-driven by Graham Rahal, who flew way up in the air but came back down. Nobody was hurt. And the winner of the uh, Expels 375 was Joseph Newgarten driving for Penske. Joseph Newgarten, who has the name that looks like he ought to be from Norway or something, is actually from Knoxville, Tennessee. Second is Patric- was Patricio O'Ward. Third, Alex Pillow. Fourth, David Malukas. Fifth, Scott Dixon. Sixth, Scott McLaughlin. Seventh, Colton Herta. Eighth, Marcus Erickson. Ninth, Callum Eilat, and tenth was Helio Castroneves. The uh, Indy cars are off until um, the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach, which will be next Sunday. They running out there in conjunction with the uh, uh, IMSA WeatherTech Series. The Indy points are Patricio Award is first, Mark Eric, Marcus Erickson second, Scott Dixon third, Joseph Newgarden fourth, and Alex Pillow is fifth. Moving on to the uh, 
Speaking of the WeatherTech Series, they are running next weekend at the Acura GP, same name as the IndyCar race, of Long Beach, but that's on Saturday. And, of course, leading the points is our car, the Cadillac Wheeling Engineering um, car of uh, driven by Pipo Durrani, the main driver, Alexander Sims and Jack Aiken, fresh off of their big win at Sebring, which was uh, so far the most exciting race I've seen. And uh, it, it'll be hard-pressed to, to have one more exciting, to have the first three cars take each other out with 13 minutes to go in a 12-hour race. But it happens. Uh so, so they will be running next, and I won't go through this whole list because we're running short on time. Um, Formula One had about the wackiest race you could imagine. Three red flags. The first red flag, the, the first red flag, and this was at um, the Rolex Australian Grand Prix last Sunday morning at one o'clock. It was on uh, wee hours. I watched every second of it. Max Max Verstappen, of course, was the winner. Lewis Hamilton second, and Fernando Alonso third. But what happened was. Um, Alexander Albon, driving for Williams, hit the wall and crashed and threw a bunch of gravel on the track. And that was on, like, the 17th lap. So they uh, um, they threw a, a – I'm sorry, on the 6th lap, they threw a red flag to clean up the gravel. Never heard of that before. So they raced like crazy until uh, the 52nd lap, 52nd lap when Kevin Magnuson, driving the Haas car out of Charlotte, hit the wall, um, blew a tire and hit the wall, and the wheel parts went all over the place. So they threw another red flag and stopped them. And, of course, when they do the restarts, they do it from a dead start, just like they line up uh, at the, the first start. And then that's a 58-lap race. When they got going again on lap 55, um, they had another caution flag on lap 57 when um, Nico Hulkenberg and several of the others hit the wall, along with uh, the American that I'm going to talk about at length one of these days, and that's... Um, Logan Sargent, but then they had uh, that red flag, and they hadn't gone far enough around the track, so they had to restart the race because they were a lap short, so they went around the track one time behind the pace car and declared the winner Max Verstappen. It was crazy. They're re-looking at the rules because that's just, I mean, that's not the way it's supposed to happen, three red flags. And, and uh, I mean, red flags if you need it, but for gravel, and for, you know, a little bit of debris, you know, they just stop in the race all the time. Racing today, uh, the Craftsman Series, once again, is at um, qualifying at 4.30. At, and that's on FS2 from Bristol. NASCAR quali- Cup qualifying is at 6 o'clock from Bristol. And the race itself, the truck race, is at 8 tonight. I said 6, it's at 8. Uh, Sunday, tomorrow, Easter Sunday. The cup race is at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. I hope they have time to get it in. And looking on down the line, uh, next weekend will be um, the, the WeatherTech Series, uh, Xfinity at Martinsville, Cup at Martinsville, and so on and so forth. We'll bring you up to date on that next week. Uh, Hank, this is the second time I've ever had to do this show alone, so I'm, I'm glad you came in. I can look at somebody <laughs> for the last 20 minutes. But uh, thank you so much. I want to thank uh, Lanny. McKinney, if I haven't already, I don't think I did for all he does for the show. He's putting us together a website, which I'm going to get involved in as soon as I can. He maintains the Budmore Engineering website, uh, does our podcast, which he'll have this show on probably in about two or three hours, usually in the middle of the afternoon. And uh, once again, remember what the weekend's about. It's really about Easter, um, and but it's, it's a rainy day. I was just out there to let Hank in. 
and it is miserable out there. So stay inside. Don't go out unless you have to, unless you're Hank and you got to go get the Christmas, the, the Easter food. In the meantime, rest of you, Natalie, not coming. The rest of you, keep it between the fences. been listening to start your engines tune in each saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news interviews and guests from around the sport to find out more or order perry allen woods books on motorsports visit mcfarlandbooks.com start your engines has been a presentation of fox sports spartanburg llc all rights reserved The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSBG Spartanburg.